Welcome to NR92's very own feed. Let me hear you scream. Why haven't you learned anything? Let's get crazy! May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Now for today's hosts. The Feed! Welcome to the Super Bowl edition of The Feed. We're your hosts, Declan and Zach, and we'll be coming at you with a multitude of subjects today with all and everything related to the big game, including Super Bowl snacks, the business aspect, the halftime show, and of course, the big game itself. It is the Super Bowl edition, after all. We got much more, but before all that, Zach, how you feeling? And uh, you want to break down the big game for us? Who's playing and what do you think is going to happen? Oh, Declan, it's good to be with you. Um, So, Super Bowl 54. It's in the beautiful city of Miami, Kansas City Chiefs, and their hot off offense are going to take on the best defensive team in the league. One of the best, I guess. That's right, the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be great to see Jimmy GQ square up against Patty Mahomes. Can we just take a, a minute of silence? Jimmy GQ. I, the, the, the most handsome man in all of sports. Oh, I exactly. mean, he's on a different level. Okay, there's our silence. Um... But the real matchup I'm actually ready for is the tight end matchup. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Oh, I, sorry. You want to just say that again? I'm still thinking about how handsome oh, uh, Jimmy G yeah, is. So, so George Kittle for right, the 49ers okay, yeah. and the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. There we go. It's going to be wild. I don't even know if it's arguable. These are the two best tight ends in the game right now. Both completely unstoppable. For my prediction, better defense is usually the team that wins the Super Bowl. So I'm going to have to take the 49ers, probably – Close one, so I'm saying 31-27. Yeah, man, you're preaching to the choir. Uh, defense wins championships. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Personally, I think San Francisco is going to take it. Their run game dominated Green Bay on the ground in the NFC Championship game. And Kansas City, notorious, notoriously not very good at stopping the run. I think they were like 28th in the league this year in yards against per game. So I know that might be a little too analytical for some, but I just don't see them being able to stop San Fran in that department. And this is the other thing. San Francisco's defense is good enough to the point where if you can make Aaron Rodgers look average – I mean, you take you take a weapon out of the game for Patty Mahomes, and that uh, that offense of Kansas City is going to be pretty stagnant. So, I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco in a close one as well. Awesome. Well, we're gonna we're just two lowly hosts here, so we're gonna have to bring in a true fantasy football freak to give his preview of the matchup. So, will the real Craig Jones please stand up? Please stand up. And tell us what you have to say. Whew, thank you, boys. That was a hot introduction. Not bad. Hey, it's I, what we I'll do. take it. It's what we do. And honestly, I liked your guys' breakdown. You made some valid points. But uh, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that neither of you two are fantasy football champions. But luckily, I got the chance to sit down with a four-time fantasy football champion for his breakdown and analysis of this year's game. This Sunday is Super Bowl 54. San Francisco 49ers meet the Kansas City Chiefs in beautiful Miami. The matchup marks the first time the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl since 1970. I sat down with four-time fantasy football champion Ajibadu Achemapong for a deeper analysis of the Kansas City offense. I see Patrick Mahomes and his red-hot offense that's come back from two deficits in the playoffs so far to win both games, scoring 35 and 51 points. Now let's be real, Mahomes is no joke and neither is his weapons. They got Tyreek Hill on the outside, Damian Hill from the backfield, and they got Travis Kelsey, the ultimate jackknife. But Adju is adamant, the San Francisco defense are no slouches. Defensive coordinator Robert Saleh has his boys on point. 
These guys have had one of the meanest pass rushes all season, led by rookie Joey Bosa and inside lineman Eric Armstead. Meanwhile, you have also Sam linebacker, Quan Alexander, as well as veteran Richard Sherman holding it down in the secondary. These two teams are on a crash course to play one of the most exciting Super Bowl games we've seen in a while. I had to twist his arm a bit, but Adji finally gave me his Super Bowl prediction. When the game is all said and done and the dust settles, I think this thriller will end 31-49ers, 27 Chiefs. It's going to be a close one, but I don't think there'll be enough ketchup for Patrick Mahomes' steak on Sunday night. Ketchup on a steak? No way. Then I heard this Patrick Mahomes interview. Because I'm from Texas and like people are all like obsessed with their steaks and so like I've definitely been at a few nice restaurants where I've like got the steak and asked for ketchup and the chef comes out and asks like what's wrong with it. Ketchup or not, one of these teams will be eating steak Sunday night while the other, my dough will have any appetite at all. Check the action Sunday, 4.30. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to thank Adji for sitting down with me and giving me that deep analysis. But boys, I'm really thinking about uh, starting to fire some ketchup on my steak if, uh, if the reigning MVP is doing it. I've been doing it all wrong my life. <laughs> but I want to ask, uh, Pat, Patty's also catching some flack for putting ketchup on his mac and cheese. Where do you guys stand on that? What? I'm, I'm there. Nah, mac man. and cheese and ketchup? That's how we do like it. That. Oh, I guess I have to be the type. Or I'm oh, a ketchup yeah. guy, too. No, you're yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with you, too. Yeah. You really I'm are a fantasy ketchup. football freak, aren't you? Exactly. Well, that's what I think. So... Hey, next game, I'll be in there tossing them. Yep. And uh, just as my final send-off, let's go Niners. All right. Well, thank you very much to uh, Craig Jones for getting getting in here, sitting down with us. A lot of uh, good insight and a really good interview. Love to hear what his uh, boy there had to say. And, uh, you know, Zach, the Super Bowl is great for the hardcore football fans, such as you and me. But, you know, there are a lot of people who watch it just for the social aspect. You know, getting together with friends, hanging out at bars, stuff like that. Yeah, so... Now we have Chantel here. You spoke to someone on this. Um, what did you find out about the social nature of the big game? So I found out that people definitely plan a lot more in advance than I thought right. they did. Like in my mind, again, I'm not really big into football, but people are like, oh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's just go here and watch yeah. watch the game like the day of. But clearly that does not <laughs> oh, no. happen. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I'm planning this out. Right? Like, I'm already I, planning the Super Bowl in 2021. <laughs> right? <laughs> I no idea that people thought like that. So this part of the feed is for anyone who doesn't know football but still wants to enjoy the Super Bowl with their friends. Since the Super Bowl is this Sunday, I wanted to cover the snacks and social aspect. And I may not know a ton about football, but I love the beer and the wings that go with it. And who better to ask than the general manager of Hudson's, Ty Hanna? Uh, well, it does definitely make the Sunday into more of a, a party. So I do know even after the game, uh, depending on the results, like like people who have won, I can guarantee you will like fans of the team will will be partying that night, right? So it sort of turns uh, the Sunday into a little makeshift extra weekend party night type thing. So that's sort of a cool little factoid too. Some sports bars like Hudson's even jazz up their menu a little specifically for the occasion. Uh, yeah, so we do provide uh, different food items for the Super Bowl. So uh, basically it's like uh, chili-based. So our nachos will become chili nachos, our burgers will become chili burgers, chili dog, things like that, et cetera, so forth. I'd say the chili nachos probably go out a lot. Some of the drink choices might also surprise you because football fans don't just drink beer. Uh, well, we do put Bud and Bud Light on special. Uh, I do think that Caesar, Caesars do get sold in the bar a lot during the Super Bowl. 
If you want to take part in the Super Bowl Sunday partying, it's best to get there early or book way in advance because when I asked Ty Hanna on Monday, his answer sure surprised me. Oh, we're already all booked. The whole thing's booked. Yeah, we leave about 10 tables open for walk-in just in case. I'd say last resident went in two days ago. And in case you were wondering, since the Super Bowl is usually three to four hours... They stay for the whole game. They usually come an hour before the game and then they stay for the whole thing. And in case you and your friends are having the disagreement about which Super Bowl treat is better for the big game, we did a poll on NR92's Twitter, at NR92, between chicken wings, nachos, and pizza... And it was a direct tie between chicken wings and pizza, 36.4%. So did you guys vote on that poll? What are your favorite Super Bowl snacks? What are you thinking? I did not have a chance to vote, but I'm a nacho guy through and yeah. through. A couple chips, you know, If we do this the right game. now, I'm going to break the tie, give wings the lead. I'm wings? a wing guy. See, I'm, I'm team wings too, although those chili nachos, they sound, they sound pretty good. Hey. Are you going to give them a try this weekend? Oh, I don't know, man. Don't know I, if you'll make super, it out. I have a Super Bowl party to go to. Oh, that's right. All right. Party, okay. But, uh, but yeah. Get someone to skip the dishes, maybe. There you go. Ooh, bring that's them a to good you. idea. They're not busy enough. So. <laughs> right. I mean, they got time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> all, it's not like it's a big day there. for them or anything. <laughs> awesome. Well, no. thanks, Chantel, for coming in. And just like Chantel was saying, there are a lot of great places to watch the game and socialize. But the top of the food chain, quite literally, would be a sports bar. <laughs> get it because like bars they can be owned as chain restaurants and then they sell food so it's like it's a it's a food chain get it Uh, so uh we got evan here and uh evan you're gonna talk to us about how to properly watch the super bowl at the bar and uh how beneficial it can be for businesses first of all gentlemen thank you very much for having me here how are you guys doing I'm oh, doing just, pretty just well, terrific. pretty well. Craving some chili nachos, I must say. <laughs> After yeah, that my mouth is watering now. Yeah. But. So the biggest draw for me from the Super Bowl is definitely the atmosphere. And I love how everybody gets super excited in anticipation for the big weekend. And I wanted to see which sports bars are going to be having the biggest parties and how Edmonton sports bars are gearing up to host the NFL faithful. Whether you're a diehard fan of the NFL or you've never touched a football in your life, both groups of people would agree the Super Bowl is a great opportunity to party hard. And the place to do it is at the local sports bar. My name is Evan Bowden, and I spoke with the regional manager of The Pint, Austin LG, and the marketing director of First Round, Rebecca Kay, to find out how the Super Bowl affects business at Edmonton sports bars. The enthusiasm for the Super Bowl is substantial, and the hype surrounding the event makes it a very important business day for local sports bars. The Super Bowl is one of our busiest days of the year. I know our downtown location is completely out of reservations. Every single seat is spoken for in that building. It's usually about a 300% increase on a normal Sunday for sales, I would say. We have a football program that we show every Sunday, but this one's kind of a guaranteed uh, to fill up your entire room. Anyone who has hosted their friends to watch the Super Bowl knows it takes a lot of preparation. Local sports bars have the same situation, but on a much larger scale, and they don't leave things to the last minute. Our Super Bowl plans realistically start three months before football season even starts. We work very closely with our partners, so it's our beer partners, our liquor partners, our food partners. Usually about three weeks to four weeks out. We'll kind of start like our design for the graphic, what kind of specials we want to run, meet with our reps on if we're going to do any giveaways and stuff like that. Rebecca Kay says that having the right staff members is critical for making the day a success for 
the business. We know exactly how many staff we need for a full house. Our entire team is very much trained and practiced in managing a full house and Super Bowl will be executed no differently. It'll be a marathon, but it'll be a heck of a lot of fun. It appears local sports bars can expect the same level of Super Bowl business as previous years. It's absolute madness. Kitchen will be busy, bartenders will be busy. It'll be no different than every other year past at this point in time. Well, our goal should be around like 11 or 12K in sales, I would say. It's clear there's a lot of interest in the Super Bowl, but at Edmonton's core, it is a hockey city after all. We get very similar draws for it where there's game days, lots of reservations, very busy. 99% of the time we fill to the roof for every Oilers game. The Oilers being a local market, you can't really compare to uh, them being in the playoffs. At the end of the day, the passion for sports is what motivates local sports bars in Edmonton. We've devoted all of our energy to creating this prime live sports environment and people come to see it. So it is clear that Edmonton sports bars are ready to welcome Super Bowl fans. And I got a question for you, gentlemen. Uh, where are you guys going to be watching the game? Well, Zach, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. So I'm not actually going to be at a sports bar. It's a, I'm going to make it a family event, watch it on the screen, in the living room, just enjoy time with family, and watch the 49ers kill some uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, uh, I will be at a sports bar, a little bit of a... Uh uh, swing of things here yeah i'll be at the uh, canadian brew house on st albert trail so uh come say hi to the boys from 1260 sweet how about you evan not gonna lie i do like watching a different kind of football but if i did want to go uh to a sports bar you probably can't because they're all completely yeah, booked exactly. out anyway so hope you guys already have a place to be if you're intending to watch the game absolutely well evan thank you so much for being here with us we really appreciate it and uh, we'll be back right after this Back on the feed here, Declan and Zach talking with you all things Super Bowl. We just had our, our friend Evan Bowden in here to talk about uh, some local businesses and the business aspect of things. And, uh, Zach, there's nothing bigger for a business than getting a exactly. commercial slodger. We got we to jump in from business to real business. Here with Eli. Hey, hi. Uh, I'm going to be talking about advertising on the Super Bowl coming up in this little feature here. Yeah, the Super Bowl's been it's, – its ads are like this crazy phenomenon. If you don't know, I don't know how you don't know. Um, <laughs> go out, watch some Super Bowl ads because they're usually really memorable. Yeah. Look, it's the Bud Light. Look at your man. Where's the beef? Now back to me. Where's the beef? Now back at your man. Where's the beef? Now back to me. You're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend says. Oh, baby. Use Snickers. Better? Hey, I'm Eli. Advertisements in the Super Bowl go together like almost nothing else. You have one of the most watched television broadcasts of all time, yearly, with a huge demographic of people watching, and what you get are some seriously memorable ads. Things like the Bud Light Night and Where's the Beef are staples of Super Bowl commercials. Not to mention, who could forget when that kid started a Toyota with the Force? Pretty cool. But what is it about the Super Bowl that makes advertisers go nuts? Oh, sorry to any Mr. Peanut fans out there. Hey, Mr. Peanut, no, you don't. Don't do it, Mr. Peanut. No. no! In recent years, the commercials themselves have become almost as big as the game they're running on. Studies show that almost 25% of people watching the Super Bowl are only watching for the ads. 
They become iconic because of their unpredictability, crazy humor, and use of special effects that isn't generally seen in a lot of advertising. A lot of major brands like Budweiser, GoDaddy, Masterlock, Doritos, and Coca-Cola have been known to make repeat appearances during each Super Bowl, having two or even three ads at one Super Bowl. Plus, it doesn't hurt when you get a little celebrity endorsement. Past ads have been known to feature celebrities like Steve Carell, Cardi B, Lil Jon, Jeff Bridges, Sarah Jessica Parker, Backstreet Boys, Chance the Rapper, Tom Hanks, they've got them all. With so many familiar faces behind these ads, it's not difficult to see why they become such a pop culture phenomenon. With all that in mind, it looks like I'm definitely going to have to catch the Super Bowl this weekend, and not for the football. Yeah, so ads in the Super Bowl, I wanted to end it off with like a, a little little fun fact here. Do you guys know how much it costs to buy a Super Bowl ad? 30 seconds of Super Bowl airtime. At least $5. Yeah, it's got to be a couple bucks for sure. <laughs> yeah, because we run our ads for six, for $4 here. Yeah, so, so minimum six. I'm guessing minimum six. You're close. It's closer to $5.6 million. Oh, okay. oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So and a bit of a jump. I know, and that's just for 30 seconds. That's a lot ridiculous. of these commercials will run for a minute. The Bud Light and HBO one from like two years ago maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a minute and a half, two-minute oh sketch. Gosh. Yeah, you got a couple movie trailers and on there too. And the production <laughs> value on most of these ads is like, above 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 and yeah. beyond so it's ridiculous money 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 yeah it's a business for sure i mean oh i know it's and absolutely unbelievable but i i love some of those super bowl commercials oh hey they you get guys, their money's worth from favorite? fan if reaction you I got. I'm a like the classic Budweiser one from like 2000 with the what's up. <laughs> I think that was, that was, that was probably mine. Hard to go. I love the last one last year with uh, you've mentioned it in your little thing like the. Uh, Cardi B and Lil John with the Pepsi. The Pepsi, yeah, that's yeah. Good. Okay. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just trying to wait up to see what ha- what happened to Mr. Peanut. There's something more there. <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. Have to wait I mean, and see. Well, listen, this Sunday we're probably gonna find out, right? Exactly. Thanks for joining us, Eli. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, some people do watch the Super Bowl for these genius commercials, just like our buddy Eli. He kind of hurt me with that last line, mm. but Killed it's, me it's a bit fine. Too. But uh, others watch it for the entertainment, specifically the halftime show. Yeah, and this year, J-Lo and Shakira are headlining the halftime show. And let me tell you, it does not get much more Miami than that. So uh, we got Larissa here to dive into the halftime show a little bit more. Yeah, and the musically inclined viewers tend to watch just for the halftime show, which is usually hard to catch because it doesn't have a specific start or end time. And that turns viewers to go to YouTube. So the NFL has the perfect surprise for fans this year. The Super Bowl is such a huge event that even non-football fans are inclined to watch. I'm not a football fan, but I love chicken wings. Uh, Because I really enjoy the Chiefs. Hanging around with friends, watching good game, sounds like fun. Because I gotta compare the touchdown dances to Shakira's dances. Yeah, you know what? Usually I don't really like the uh, football in Super Bowls, but I always watch the final game because, you know, it's a big game and it's uh, American heritage, so might as well. There is big hype about the two main performers for the halftime show this year, mainly at the fact that they are both Latina. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are the main attractions for the halftime show, and people are stoked for it. Watching Shakira. I liked her as I was growing up, so I liked her music. Brings a little flair to uh, to the game for sure. Mm, probably J-Lo. I'm excited to see her perform. I love J-Lo and Shakira, so I'm excited for that. Seeing the 
dynamic between J-Lo and Shakira. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez were asked if the passing of Kobe Bryant will be mentioned during the show. I think we will be all remembering Kobe on Sunday and we'll be celebrating life and celebrating diversity in this country. I'm sure he will be very proud to see the message that we're gonna be trying to convey on stage. In this week, this happening has has a sound around the world of like, we have to love each other and we have to be together and we have to support each other and we can't be so at odds all the time. And I think that's part of our, our mission and our message too. The halftime show looks to cover many emotional topics as well as new steps for embracing diversity. This year, the NFL decided they will be releasing Super Bowl 54 live as a visual live album featuring every musical performance that day to be streamed across all media platforms. And I think having the whole event available for everyone worldwide on any media stream is a brilliant move by the NFL. I totally agree. Like, the people that do watch it for the entertainment, maybe you can't see it that night. And then in the past, it's gone. So you don't get to see it. Like, I guess you have the YouTube. But now they have the entire playlist. That's Mm -hmm. going to be so sweet. You can just go straight to that. And and the performances are always so intricate, always so huge. So, yeah. And, I mean, the NFL, hey, they're smart. You know, they know there's money to be made shipping these performances out like this. So, yeah, good on them. Good on them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Larissa, thank you so uh, so much for joining us. We really appreciate appreciate having you here, and uh, thank you for the interviews. Yeah, really appreciate it. So, uh, Zach, I think it's time we uh, wrap it up with some of our favorite Super Bowl moments. Okay. So What's you want, yours? You want me to start? Hit me with it. David Tyree's helmet catch. Uh, you're going to see it on a lot of the, the best Super Bowl moment videos on YouTube, and it's going to be at the top of the those highlight videos. And that's Definitely for a reason. Yeah, it's probably the greatest play in history of sports. <laughs> yeah, and I feel so I can't get mad. I feel, I feel like I kind of feel cheap, but for taking that one. But it's it's it number just one unreal. for a reason. Yeah, it's crazy. Third and five, Eli Manning evades three sacks, and then throws it for thirty-two yards, and then he catches it on the helmet. What? I, it, what a play call. What an absolute classic. The craziest thing is David Tyree was primarily a special teams guy. Like, he wasn't some 1,000-yard <laughs> yeah, receiver yeah, making this plays the DeAndre season. Hopkins. Yeah. Like, they put this guy on contained for kickoffs and stuff. You know what I mean? And he's out there making the biggest play in history. So Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Declan? Mine, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. And uh, mine actually happened on the defensive side of the football. Oh. And it is... It, it, it was between two, but the one I'm going with is the play that lives on in infamy as the tackle. Back in Super Bowl this 34, guy. Mike Jones tackled Kevin Dyson on the one-yard line to secure the win for the St. Louis Rams. Now, that team, that St. Louis Rams team, was, of course, known as the greatest show on turf. Just electric offensively, you know, scored the ball, moved the ball like no others. So, it was really just, for me, it was nice to see that it was a phenomenal defensive play that ended up winning the Super Bowl. And back when I played ball, back in the glory days, you know, I played defense. So, it's, it's I always appreciate good defensive That's plays. That's so good to yeah. see. And especially with the... Uh, the league going in such an offensive oh, yeah. direction it's, it's, it's so offensive to, minded now it's unreal so that's why i got to give a shout out to you know that good defense that hey. that play is always gonna have a place in well my heart. yeah well we'll put some respect on that little highlight so really that pretty much does it for the feed i it's think it's been a great time we hope you we enlightened you 
enlightened. Enlighted. Yeah, I think enlightened. that's a word. Sure. Enlightened. enlightened you. There we go. That sounds <laughs> Maybe a lot better. Maybe proper we grammar. Enlightened, yeah. enlightened you. Hey, we got football on the brain. We exactly. Don't have time. We don't have time about, for proper vernacular. thinking about Richard Sherman right I know. Now. I'm thinking about Malcolm Butler's interception. <laughs> Should th- that have been my favorite play? I'm Come thinking on. about Jimmy Garoppolo's handsomeness. Jimmy so. GQ, babe. <laughs> I'm always thinking about Jimmy G's handsomeness. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you so much for listening. If you now, I'm also thinking about trying ketchup on my mac and cheese. You know, <laughs> exactly. Get that ketchup on your mac yeah. and cheese. What am I doing? But uh, if you missed this one, make sure you can listen to it again on Sunday at 7:30. We just want to thank you for listening to the feed, and we'll see you next time. Actually, next week we're gonna do our our next feed on traveling. We so will. come can back, come back on Friday at noon. Learn a thing or two about traveling, especially with Reading Break coming up. Thanks for listening to The Feed. Hear it again on NR92 Sunday night at 7.30 or find it on NR92's SoundCloud. See you later.